Hey guys, and welcome to another great episode of Be Hero Presents, the Bump Card Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, as always, Brian, and with me is my tag partner, Psycho. How are we doing tonight, Psycho? I'm doing good. I'm, uh, you know, it's a new year, and uh, I've got uh, big plans for this podcast this year, so I'm excited for what lays ahead. Good to hear. Good to hear. I'm excited as well um we'll have to see how everything goes uh this year should be a really good one both for us as the bump card and as well as be hero as our organization in general we have a lot of great things coming down the pipeline um at least one new show coming down uh as well as the return of tom and i in our own new show as well so it should be great to go uh and you guys will be able to catch all of those episodes right here on the same rss feed so as long as you're uh, try to get with English, as long as you're subscribed here with the bump card, you'll be able to catch all of them. All right. That being said, what a year it's been 2022. We did take a little bit of a break through most of December. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, my house was on fire and I'm actually in a new place. So it has been a heck of a year this last year. And in the wrestling world, it's also been one heck of a year. So, this one or this episode, we're going to talk about the big news stories from 2022. And we're going to go from there on to our predictions for 2023. Psycho, start us off. Okay. So, I think uh, we have to start, I think, with one of the biggest news stories of 2022. Uh, and there's a few, but I think top of the list has to be Vince McMahon retiring from the WWE and, uh, all of the fallout that that has caused and continues to cause. Uh, and, and I know you can't see me, but I did air quotes on retired, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's great for a podcast air quotes, right? Exactly. It's like Vince McMahon was gone, and now it's a new year, and he's back. What? Um, and better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong CEO or <laughs> wrong, <laughs> wrong owner. Um, um, no. So I mean, Vince McMahon in in 2022. I honestly thought when he stepped down because of all these allegations, and that could be its own news story there, but. Uh, Mm -hmm. With all the allegations that they were digging up about him, I honestly, I I know that we we had talked about, right after that happened, we had talked about doing a Vince McMahon tribute episode, and I honestly, like, was like, gosh, is it, is it in bad taste now? Is it kind of cancel, you know, he's canceled, and so nobody's going to touch him. Is it going to be kind of like a, you know, a Chris Benoit situation? I mean, not that bad to that extent, but... At the same time, it kind of had that same feel that WWE was distancing themselves from even mentioning him, uh, and they uh, with all of that. And so, I honestly thought, is it in bad taste to do a Vince McMahon tribute episode, uh, or even to to necessarily delve into those memories? Uh, but now it seems kind of weird because yeah. uh, not only is he back, but I mean, I mean, at least back in some capacity, he's on the board, right? He's getting some power back. 
Uh, so I don't know, kind of a weird situation, but it's definitely the biggest news story that still has ripple effects, uh, even as, you know, as of today. Uh, yeah, I was going to say this morning, as we're recording today, Stephanie McMahon uh, stepped down as co-CEO. And uh, now it's just Khan, Nick Khan running the show uh, with McMahon as his head of the board. Yeah, it's it's weird, though, because with Stephanie stepping down, obviously, I think she probably wanted to, you know, she probably lost some power with Vince coming back. She probably thinks that she's, you know, kind of going to get or was going to get kind of uh, stepped on. Right. Or or kind mm-hmm. of. uh not having as much power because Vince is still there. So she'd be in his shadow, right. Of, cause he didn't go away. Not for very long, at least. Uh, it makes me wonder though, with Tony Khan, the, the, you know, the only CEO right now, uh, Nick Khan, sorry, Nick Khan, wrong CEOs again. <laughs> you, you, you jinxed it with that. Oh yeah. Eric blame me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so Nick Khan, right, as as uh the the lone CEO, but Triple H is still head of creative, right? And and all of that. So it makes me it's weird that Stephanie steps down, but Triple H is still there. I wonder how he feels about Vince, you know, kind of being around again. And with talks of them preparing to sell WWE. And that could be 2023's big, and, and we'll probably touch on that when we get to our predictions. Yep. But kind of just, what are your thoughts, Brian, on the Vince McMahon situation? You know, him leaving, him coming back. What's your gut reaction there? Um, it, It's hard to say, honestly. Like, I, I totally understand why he retired air quotes um retired for everything that happened and such and took that time away and essentially relieved himself of a bunch of the power that he had it, it totally makes sense and everything i want there the uh, thought that he's come back as part of the board and to be fair uh he was always part of the board um, to a capacity because he was still uh, had you know ownership shares in the company, so it's not like he didn't still have some say in things that were going on and stuff like that. But uh, he, where he's at now, is the the chairman of the board um, for the W well for Titan uh, Entertainment. Um, it's I don't know. It, it does make it feel more real that they were probably going to look about selling it than it has before. Um, because why else would he be back? The other aspect is, I don't know how well they're going to sell it with uh, him attached on that sale. So I don't know. It's it's a mixed bag. Um, with everything that happened last year, uh, with all the news breaking for this, it's it's hard to say. But at the same time, why would look to sell now when the WWE is hotter than it's been in a decade? Yeah, I think I think a lot of it has to do with their television deals uh, coming up for renewal. 
and that's a hot commodity because they're going to renegotiate those. And Mm -hmm. I kind of heard the rumors that if they're going to, you know, if somebody is going to bid a billion dollars or whatever it is for the TV rights or to have, you know, you know, the the network on Peacock or something like that, if somebody's going to bid for those, why not instead of doing a billion dollars, you know, for a year or for however many years, is it really going to be that much more just about just to buy the company outright? And then you don't have to pay out. It'd be a good investment um, from a buyer's yeah. standpoint. But I don't know. There's, there's a lot of extra baggage that goes with that. Um, when you buy a company like the WWE, uh, you're re-signing contracts, essentially, mm. um, with everybody there. Uh, so we might have a flood of releases again if they sell. We might have a whole new change in how things are done. I mean, you know as well as I do, uh, the WWE is essentially uh, independent contracts. Right. So you're, you're when you're working for the WWE, and AEW is the same way, uh, most every wrestling promotion is, is you're working there as an independent contractor, which means they don't require or they're not required to pay for insurance for you. They're not required to have like a 401k or benefits of any variety for you. Um, I mean, they have access to some of the best doctors in the world, but they have access to it. It, You still have to pay for it. Right. So uh, that might change depending on how the sales go. They might uh, look at it saying that they may need to make those changes when it comes around to that time. There's a whole lot of extra yada yada that's got to go to all of this. And I think, I think if if you're in the WWE, you got to be scared a little bit right now. I think, uh, you know, if mm-hmm. you're even in the top people, probably have to be wondering, you know, what's going to happen? Am I going to be kept on if the, if the company's sold? Is Vince going? Vince, you know, McMahon when he was in charge, he released a whole bunch of people, right? And then triple when Triple H took over, he hired a lot of those people back. Yep. I, I would be worried like, oh, if Vince is back, does that mean he's just going to undo all of what Triple H did and just release everybody that he didn't want to begin with? Or, um, you know, or take it in a different direction and and just sabotage basically what Triple H is doing? I I can't imagine what like Thanksgiving dinner, you know, looked like or Christmas <laughs> dinner, you know, looked like in that household. Clearly there's as as close as Stephanie is with Vince, uh you got to think that there's a lot of uh gosh, that there's a lot of dissension there in that family. Yeah. It's, I mean, for Stephanie to step down and basically leave the company, you know, I mean, it's been kind of a roller coaster ride for her because when uh, right before the whole Vince stuff happened, Stephanie had announced she was taking time off. And then when Vince stepped down and retired, she suddenly made the co-CEO and now Vince is back and she's leaving. What a I mean, that's a roller coaster ride right there. Back and forth. Uh, I, I have to I have to imagine that the only reason she would leave is if she realized that she didn't have the power that she thought she had. 
So, um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there uh, with everything. I mean, I don't know, like how close she was to uh, the Vince, as well as like you don't know what her feelings were with all the stuff that happened with Vince stepping out on his on her mom and things like that. So, like, she could be having kind of like a uh, uh, crisis of faith essentially and having him there just reminds her of that um but coming back to the thing with uh triple h at the current moment he his access that he has for being the uh uh head the head of the board of directors mm-hmm. um or the whatever it is the chairman of the board there's an official uh, title i know <laughs> yeah yeah whatever that is that only involves the business end um, with Titan Entertainment. It doesn't involve uh, the day-to-day running of the WWE. That's still on the CEO, which in this case is just Nick Khan by himself. Um, and as far as I know, all of the uh, stuff dealing with uh, the creative and everything else and the talent is stuff is all to, you know... Uh, H and Sean uh, right now. So I couldn't imagine that they would let him have much more access than that because they're probably, again, they're probably bringing him in just for the sale end of this. And large to do is he's still the the largest shareholder mm-hmm. in the company. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy right now. So, I mean, you could, you could put the whole Vince thing. Vince is probably part of like in 2022, he's probably directly responsible for probably like three or four of the biggest news stories because yeah. you got the whole scandal you got vince retiring you got triple h taking over you know the creative side of things and basically running it because it kind of seemed like stephanie and and nick khan uh kind of were like almost i don't want to say silent partners type thing but it was really triple h was the the forefront you know he was the face of the new look of wwe it you didn't hear a lot about nick khan and his vision or you know or stephanie mcmahon it was it was really oh i want to go work for triple h stephanie or nick khan were never really brought up when people were coming back well and some places are like that like my company that i work for uh i work for a software company and uh the president of another company and uh the ceo who are two separate titles um are kind of just there the final say for almost everything that goes on in my company is my direct boss um who is known as the director um and the title used to formerly be the vice president of technologies but they are the ones who are the face of the company they're the ones who are uh the ones that make all of the choices for everything but they're not the you know the president or CEO of the company. So uh, some places are like that, man. Um, technically, if you look at like the Waltons for Walmart, um, they're on uh, the you know the head of the boards or the largest shareholders uh, for Walmart, but they don't make the decisions at Walmart. But they're the faces of Walmart. I guess I guess that was kind of like how it was in WCW, where you had Ted yeah. Turner was the owner, right? But it was Eric Bischoff. That was really steering that shit. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, should we 
Should we talk a little bit about what Triple H did? Because that was a big news story, even though it's kind of getting overshadowed a little bit now because we we're worried. <laughs> At least I am. <laughs> worried's an understatement. <laughs> um, well, let's see. Yeah, let's talk about Triple H and all of the stuff that he has done this last year. Um, start off with uh, riding the ship, honestly. Um, I mentioned earlier that the WWE has had the best numbers that they've had um, in a decade um, over the time that Triple H has been running the shows, uh, as well as uh, it doesn't seem as such a, a toxic environment. Um, a little inside baseball uh, from people we know, they are, are doing a lot more of farming uh, wrestlers uh, on the independent circuit now that Triple H is running it than they have in a decade um, outside of like the stuff for NXT. Uh, it's more open to being being willing to bring up uh, talent than it was to have, uh, you know, these bodybuilders and these Olympic people and things like that. Uh, people who already kind of have names outside of their or models. Uh, the company <laughs> or models. Exactly. Like I, the whole like feeling the whole culture of the WWE has changed um, seemingly for the better uh, for all of the workers and everything else. You also have uh, by again, inside baseball stuff, people have talked to, uh, you have a little bit of a somewhat lighter schedule for some people. Um, you're not doing 300 days a year for everybody. Um, even though they're still doing house shows and everything, they're working it out now. They have enough talent that they can have some people be taking a little bit more time off or not doing as many house shows as they were. So it's a lot. Again, the culture is better all the way around, and that's a large to do with Triple H. He's you know he was a worker. He he understands what these guys are going through. These guys are girls, and uh, that being said, you know the women's division is getting hot again. Um, you have. Uh, the men's division is in an interesting spot uh, thanks to Triple H. I mean, you have Roman Reigns who is essentially a part-timer um, who holds both of the largest belts which has done something that was surprising to me. I didn't think that it was going to uh, make the mid-card belts as important as they are now. Uh, the U- U.S. title and the Intercontinental title have probably had more important importance put on them um, in the last or now since it's you know with the, how everything is since I don't know <laughs> probably back in the uh, days of like Owen Hart and Kurt Henning and you know when the IC title was actually the workers' title. <laughs> <laughs> so those were the days, uh, right? But I mean, think about it now. Like the U.S. title is the main event title for Raw, and the IC title with like Walter running it. Have, they've had some of the greatest matches for these IC titles that they've had in a decade, at least, um, because they are able to put more emphasis on these and allow the uh, Universal title to uh, the Universal WWE title, the, the combined titles. Uh, to be only like for the papers for the draw for that to see Roman, you know, just destroy somebody. He doesn't have shows on the big or on the weekly show, or he doesn't do matches on the weekly shows, or very rarely. 
Um, and if he does, it's a tag match against John Cena. So, I, uh, and that's all Triple H. Like this, this focus on the mid card titles being more substantial than they were, and then having the one big title uh, essentially be like the reason you go and watch a premium live event now is such an interesting concept. And I didn't think I'd ever see something like this. Yeah, I mean, Triple H definitely, I liked the vision that he was crafting. Mm. Um, and I was I was also really looking forward to, and I still kind of am, of what he was going to do with his first Royal Rumble, that he was going to be completely in charge of booking. Um, and I hope that nothing changes there. Uh, right. you know, with the direction on that. Uh, but he he had a lot of returns that or that he that he was in charge of bringing back a lot of these wrestlers when Vince released them. Who do you think are some of the the better returns that you've seen this year? Um, I think the first big one is probably going to be the Fiend. Uh, Bray Wyatt specifically and everything that they've done with that um, and that's been such a long term storytelling that they're still going through like that it hasn't capped yet even with all the stuff they're doing with Bray Wyatt um, Bailey's another big one bringing back uh, with uh, all of damage control um, Johnny Gargano is a big one but I don't think that they have anything for him yet and right now he's out on injury um, so, I don't know. I think those are some of the biggest ones. I'm trying to think of who else he brought in that would have been a bigger than those, honestly. Um, I can't. Let's see. Bray was a big one. What about, I mean. Uh, Braun Strowman, maybe? Yeah, Braun was a big one, for sure. Uh, and even though he's not on TV yet and whatnot, William Regal bringing him back even though he hasn't you know he he won't be on television for all of 2023 as per his contract you know what was in his release yeah. but that was huge i mean yeah. it it will be huge in the backstage uh dealings um but uh cuz kind of surprising that regal came back just like that um and it was that was a big you know debut on AEW for me when regal came out because i i thought that he was going to do a lot more there Mm -hmm. uh and you know and what he did do was pretty awesome but it was such a it was such a short stint and if vince hadn't have left and triple h took back took over i don't think regal would have went back so i don't think so either um, but I get I, that goes back to the culture. Like you hear from a lot of guys like about Regal. Like Regal has been towards so many people there, and it's probably what he's going to continue to do for the next year is do a lot of, of the mentoring and everything else. Um, I'm sure, like just seeing the kind of person he is, that that's probably the biggest thing is the mentoring for people there. Less about the airtime, right? right? And I heard he's a great talent scout too, Regal. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he'll be involved in some capacity about scouting talent and and getting, uh, you know, the best next batch of wrestlers, uh, to go to WWE. Um, some other returns. Uh, 
I'll say a return that wasn't under Triple H's watch, um, but it was a news story at the time was last year's Royal Rumble when Ronda Rousey, you know, returned at the time. It was a big deal. What they've done with mm-hmm. her since um, that's that's another story. Um, and they've I feel like that's kind of it's fallen off the, you know, the roses. What, what's the bloom is off the rose. Right. So to speak there. But at the time, it was a big deal when she came back because, you know, we didn't know if she was going to come back. And then, you know, she went on to, you know, win the Rumble and go on to WrestleMania. And I think if she had better talent or or I think if she had better people in the ring that could have, you know, carried her, um, I think it would have been just fine. I think she got exposed, though when you started putting the people that were kind of green in there with her, because then because she's not somebody I don't believe that can carry somebody. She needs the right opponent to go in there. She needed a sharp Charlotte Flair or, you know, a Sasha Banks or, or, uh, you know, Becky Lynch. Lynch. Yeah. She needed somebody like that. Uh, And so if they would have kept her just feuding with like those people or Bailey or something like that, I think we'd still be talking about how good she is. But when they started throwing in the Liv Morgans and the um, uh, Shotzi, yeah, Shotzi, and those those types, it's it. I think it overexposed her, or maybe it just exposed her. Yeah, I mean the the old rule is uh, hide your flaws, show your uh, the good stuff about you. Um, and they definitely did not hide Ronda's flaw of needing someone to guide her through a match. Um, but you have to remember, like, experience-wise, her first run was only a little over a year that she was there. Um, she'd only been training for about a year before that. And then she took almost two years off uh, to have the kid and let the kid grow up a little bit and then came back. And I don't know what kind of training she had before she came back. So, at best, she's probably got three years in the business. I can't imagine she did a ton of house shows. So, she probably only did the weekly she was on, like, pay-per-views. So, she's probably only rolling with, like, call it 50 matches, maybe 80. And that's not a lot of experience to be working right now. And I think a lot of those matches came in this last run. Because I think she they were working her a lot more. She was on all mm-hmm. the all the raw or whatever show she was on. She was on, she was on television every week, it seemed like. And in her first run, she was kept more special. The big matches, um, yeah. you know, she she was a she was an attraction then. And they really hit her flaws then. Um, and I remember we were talking about her like when she had that first match at WrestleMania you know, when she debuted uh, uh, in that mixed tag match with her and Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie, we were talking about her like she could be a next Kurt Angle type of taking to the business that quick. And we're certainly not seeing that now. No. No. I I also don't think she has that same drive that Kurt has. So, and the natural ability to do the entertainment part that Kurt has. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, uh, we'll just have to see how her stuff goes. Um, 
she's probably going to continue this feud she's got going with Charlotte through this year. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to see how that goes. I could honestly see her stepping away again. You know, yeah. but we'll see. That that maybe that's in the prediction portion. All right. So uh another I'll 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 jump over to the AEW side of things. Cause obviously uh in all of this Vince talk and Triple H talk, we're missing a very big story. Uh yes. right. Uh CM Punk and the whole all out media scrum and the fallout from that, the brawl out that has been coined. Uh, well, there's a lot's happened since we last talked about it. You've got the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega back on television and back in the fold, uh, yep. and mocking CM Punk, uh, at, in certain situations. Uh, so it really makes me wonder. Um, and then there's a lot of backstage stuff with this whole CM Punk thing because obviously that that was a big news story. We've we've done whole podcasts about it i think we did like two of them uh or so Mm -hmm. so uh go back and check our archives for for those but uh some stuff that's happened since there's a lot of i guess there's a lot of wrestlers that have said that uh they'll do anything to make sure that cm punk is not allowed back uh I know that we have the rumor that CM Punk might go to the WWE if his contract was bought out. And now we're, I'm hearing, you know, that they're not going to buy out his contract, at least not at this point. And so he's open to returning. If, you know, he's, he's at least open to it is what I've heard, but there's a lot of people that don't want him back. But then there's some people that he's close to like, um, uh, the revival that or uh, what are they called now sorry <laughs> um uh, FTW. Yeah, no uh, uh ftr FTR, sorry. ftr right so you've got ftr that uh are good friends with him that you know hope that he can work things out with them and create business honestly i think it would be best for all parties if he were to come back but but i mean i'd also like to see him in WWE. so who knows uh, I don't know if that would happen with Vince back in the fold, but or well, again, we, we don't know where Vince is going to be. Like, I we don't know how much Vince is going to be in the fold, as it were. Um, let's hold off yeah. on our thoughts yep. with all that for the moment. Um, and until we know more, I think because this is such a fresh thing with uh, Stephanie stepping down and mm-hmm. Vince coming back as part of the board, right. not part of the WWE, right. uh, that it, we need to just kind of take a step back and make sure we <laughs> know anything before we go too much farther. Um, I don't see CM Punk coming back um, unless he gets put in the Hall of Fame. Um, and even that, like, he's still too toxic to touch right now. Uh and that, that's a large to do with that. I, you know, I was talking earlier about how the culture for the WWE has changed for the better. Well, my understanding, the culture for AEW has changed for the worse um, over there. There's a lot of people who are unhappy being there. Um, uh, I, I know several people who are there that have mentioned to me that of how happy or unhappy they are 
of being there and that if they weren't on their contract, they would step, but they are. So uh, it's just that the culture doesn't seem to be the right place for them. Um, You look at somebody who left uh, earlier this year, which also we forgot to mention as a huge return. And I don't know how we forgot (laughs) this one, Cody Rhodes, right? Um, He mentioned how toxic that culture was at the beginning of the year last year. So it's only gotten worse. And, you know, these are people who are close or who are close with Cody, who uh, I'm talking about that I've spoken with, who have mentioned that it's a toxic over there. So uh, it's, it is not, not the place for punk and having punk come over to WWE. I don't think it's the right method either. To be honest, I think Punk should just 100% step away um, from either step away completely or um, try to build his cred back up on the Indies. Uh, The Indies are starting to come hot again uh, over this last year, uh, partially to do with how everything's going on with WWE. And I think that it's who of him to, to do a run in the Indies again to see what he can do. I think he'd be able to make decent money there. And be able to draw and to be able to uh, rewrite his cred, like correct his cred, I guess would be the best way of saying it. I don't see that happening. I know. I, I don't either. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead with prediction time uh, just for a moment here, because I think I think Sam Punk, he's too big of a star to be, you know, and he's up there in age. His body's too broken to to toil on the indies that'd be like that'd be like hulk hogan saying he's going to come back to the indies you know and do indie shows you know to build up his credibility you know when that's exactly what eddie guerrero did it, that's exactly right. what the hardys did you're right and it was not much different in age time uh, for both of them you're right that but i think punk is different i think he's built differently as far as it'd be like kevin ash or scott hall when they had all of that heat on them to be working in the indies and they did do a little bit um you know but i still think i would like to see sam punk back in some form i think he's a star and i think look at AEW's ratings there's there's a new story there they have actually dropped since punk has not been there they're, they're not well, as strong i i I, I don't know if I'd say that that's uh, a correlation <laughs> that it's since he's not been there. I think it's, it's more to do with the whole of the toxic toxicity of AEW right now. Um, not to mention there's not really been any good stories of any variety going on in almost this whole of the, the whole of the year. Uh, I think the last biggest story did involve punk. And it was Punk and uh, MJF mm. for there, but like the stuff going on with Jericho is just boring. Um, the stuff going on with Moxley and Page right now is boring. Like, there's no good storyline going on right now in AEW, and I don't really remember much of this year having a good one. It, it's starting to make me feel like Impact, or Impact was super high, and now it's coming. It went down. That's exactly how AEW is making me feel now. And that's sad to say. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess we'll see there. 
let's talk about another uh, debut. Well, I mean, gosh, I guess we can't. Okay, so here's a new story for 2022 that happened. Uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out on yep. on the WWE, right? And even Triple H taking over couldn't sue that over because they're nope. they still did not return. Um, you know, Sasha has made her face shown um, elsewhere. Uh, yeah, uh, I and uh, yeah, it was not good. <laughs> did you watch that I, match? I, I did watch the return, and here's my thoughts. Obviously, there was a botch, right? And, and you know, that move was completely botched that she did. I don't know what it was supposed to be, but it didn't look good. Uh, it was supposed to go from, like, a, a gory special over rolled over into a DDT. And it, by the look of it, it looks like, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Kyrie Zane. Um, ended up um, not understanding the move, I guess, because she went straight into taking the DDT instead of landing and then going into it, and there was just bad timing. Yeah, I I honestly thought, though, with the video package they did and her coming out, she seemed like a star. I That was my, that was my takeaway, is she seemed like a star, and I think if she... I still think that they can have a good match over there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Mercedes Monet, um, <laughs> the CEO <laughs> instead of the boss. Um, hey, now don't steal my shit. <laughs> <laughs> she already did. <laughs> you need to bring her into the fold. All right, make her part of TMI. Yeah, right. Um, and I, uh, we'll we'll save a, a prediction for a little bit later. But um, I think though that. Naomi, we still don't know what's going on with her. She's yeah. she walked out with Sasha, and we haven't heard anything really from her side of things, or if she's going to return, or if she wants to still wrestle. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know if she's under contract or if she got her release too. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with her at all. Like I haven't heard word one from her stuff. Um. Like Sasha ended up doing um, the most recent season of The Mandalorian while she was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously she went over that uh, Japan mm-hmm. and did that. Um, yeah, I haven't heard anything about Naomi. Yeah, it's. Or maybe her and Jay trying to have a kid or something? I don't know. I mean, clearly, I mean, her husband is, is still there, right? In a big yeah. role. Um, and that's. It's one of the best storylines of the the year. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a, that's a new story for 2022. Roman Reigns in the Bloodline and Sami Zayn. Right? If I mean if you I think if we were going to talk about the the biggest breakout star of 2022, Sami Zayn would have to be in the discussion, I would think. Oh, I agree. 100% agree. Um to be honest, I don't know who would be up there with them. Like, I think maybe Solos, uh, Sokoa might be close, but even that's not even like that. Uh, Gunther, maybe, um, had a really good year this year, um, especially the match between him and Sheamus. Sheamus has had a really good, solid year this year. Uh, 
trying to think AEW. Uh, uh, Wardlow had a good year. MJF had a good year, even though he took most of it off. Uh, but yeah, I think Sammy just topples them all. I can't think of anything, any any one of the people I've mentioned or anybody else. I can't think of had a better year than Sammy has had this year. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely um, up there. Maybe Roman, right? <laughs> I mean, because obviously wow. he's been dominant, right? Um, taking on eight hundred and fifty something days as champ and counting. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know when it's going to end. Um, to be honest, um, but uh, bef- last thing before we before we get to predictions, um, who would you say is the MVP of WWE? Well, again, I think Sammy. Um, but I, I think Sammy is the the get the big keystone of WWE. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back. The MVP of the WWE this year is H. Okay. I don't think that we could have the year we've had at the WWE or in wrestling as a whole without Triple H riding the ship. And not just riding the ship, but aiming it to such a great way of having everything done in the WWE. Correcting some of the toxicity in the back, um, giving long-term storytelling. I mean, you have to think the bloodline story, specifically with Sami Zayn, right? That went on for almost six months with how everything went, and it's still continuing with Sami. Now they brought in the stuff with Kevin Owens. Um, they have brought back the concept of long-term long-term storytelling. They they like I mentioned earlier, they brought up. It's the titles that really didn't mean a whole lot. I mean, there were times over the last decade where you wouldn't even see the IC champ at all for a month on TV. Um, and then they might rush to get him in a match for a pay-per-view, or they might even have a pay-per-view with the IC champ, whoever it was. And same with the US champ. And now they're literally the biggest belts on their respective shows. So... How could you not say that Triple H is not the MVP of this year for uh, 2022? I say those are good choices. I still say Roman Reigns is the MVP of of 20 or of WWE because he was champ when the year started before Triple H took over. He was champ mm-hmm. when the year ended and I mean he's he's clearly the biggest star in in wrestling right now i would say uh yeah. and he's destined to probably you know eventually break into hollywood and be a huge movie star when he chooses yeah also every major storyline that is involved with wwe um this year has pretty much gone through uh the bloodline of some fashion yeah um, including Roman Reigns. So I'm not going to disagree with you. I think the bloodline as a whole, mm. I would put down as the MVP, not just Roman. Um, Roman leading it, but like the way that they all seem to be having so much fun together and having so many great storylines. And again, the stuff with Seamus, or Seamus, um, with Sammy and the stuff with uh, Jay. Like, how big did Jay become this year where he was the one 
fighting against having Sammy there, right? Mm-hmm. He was the the difference. Uh, this kind of reminds you of when Roman's run started with the title, and Jay was the one to be the first real opponent against him. Uh, this kind of like hallmarks back to that. Like Jay could be a big star if he wanted to, if he was given the opportunity to. And you could see that in the storyline he had with Sammy over this almost six months and how everything worked out to being the way it is. Uh, but again, I, as much as the bloodline and everything has gone on, um, I think a lot of it does still involves H um, and everything that he's helped with going with. I know that he took over part of the way through the year uh, to do stuff with it, but some of the best storylines that ran with the bloodline and with Roman Reigns happen under his watch. So Yeah, no, I'm I agree with that. Uh all right. Who's the MVP of AEW? I think that there's only there's three possibilities I'll give you the answer to. Jericho, because he's Jericho and he can just pretty much do everything. Even the stuff that right now he's doing it's boring is boring on the scale of Jericho. So it's still interesting for some things, but for Jericho, it's boring. Um, Moxley, who has literally taken AEW on his shoulders all of this year. Um, let's let's talk about Moxley for a second before you get to your other one. I, I, I want to mention how you're completely right that and he would be my MVP for AEW just because. Think about this. He was he was such a strong champion. When Punk went down with his with his first injury, right? Uh, Moxley came in, won the interim championship, and carried it until Punk came back. And then when Punk, the whole thing with, with Punk and the Young Bucks and all of that happened, uh, who picked up the pieces? It was Moxley, right? Because yeah. And he came back. He was supposed to have a vacation. And he came yeah. back to be champion just so he could be a transitional champion to drop it to MJF. I mean, yeah. he he did above and beyond. You know, signed a new contract extension, right? So he's he's in the thick of things. He's all in. Pardon the pun. Um but uh I think Moxley, it, I mean, Andy's had strong matches. If you really look yeah. at all year long, I can't think of somebody that's come through more than Moxley. Moxley is my top pick. The other uh, honorable mention I was going to put on there for the MVP thing was uh, Darby Allen. Um, and the large to do is, uh, well, and I, I guess in the same sentence, I'd also put uh, Orange Cassidy because both of them have an appeal with the fans more than anybody else. And you can always expect the fans to be behind and follow either of them into anything that they do. So, as much as Moxley has carried the company on his back, uh, I would say that Darby Allen and uh, Orange Cassidy have kind of been right behind him, carrying along with him to a lesser extent, but to be able to carry the fans along. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Darby Allen, uh, but or Orange Cassidy, to be honest. Uh, I'm, more li- I'm more and more liking Orange Cassidy. But uh, 
those two have something in date in them that can just draw the fans in and you're interested. And they're able to carry uh, things that just shouldn't make sense. Like the storylines that Darby's been in over the last several years are kind of the garbage storylines, honestly. Um, oh, I'm going to fight with... Uh, uh, oh, what was the name of that group that Taz ran? Um, but his group with Hobbs and uh, uh, Starks. Uh, a few with them. But have Sting. And Sting's pretty much only going to come in for the hot tag. So I've got to carry all of this. Uh, and then he has like a singles match here there. He became IC champ. Or not IC champ. Uh, what they call it? TBS champ. For a minute. Um, and these are storylines that like, were just kind of a waste. But the only thing interesting about them was him. Uh, and similarly with Orange Cassidy. Uh, also became TBS champ. Um, and almost any match that he's in or storyline he's in, he makes more interesting by being there. These are the people who carry companies or people who can do that where no matter what's going on in the rest of the card, you talk, you go in to watch these people because you know you're going to be entertained and interested. Moxley is carrying the company as a whole. But these guys are you know, right there behind him picking up the share that they, they need to the help. And I'm pretty sure it was the TNT Championship, not TBS. No, oh, oh. yeah, no, there's two channels. Yeah, sorry, TNT. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, TBS is essentially a woman's right. title. I forgot. Yep, yep, yeah. 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 Um, uh, they get like 80, 80 titles over there, so <laughs> it's hard to remember all of them. Right, right. Okay, okay. Should we get to predictions? Uh, yeah, it's all gonna be good. It's all gonna be good. It's all gonna be good. <laughs> Uh, I think there's going to be some bad in there. I think there's going to be some bad. It wouldn't be a wrestling year if if there wasn't, right? Um, I think this is my prediction, and and it's uh, I think The Rock is going to main event WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. I mean, that's a pretty easy prediction. Um, well, explain to me how we get there. So we're we're going for the Rumble, right? And the Rumble is going to main event WrestleMania. Roman has both titles. How do we get to the Rock? Does the Rock come into the Rumble? Could be. And when that'd it, be a heck of a surprise. It would be. I okay. I've got. What if? Just what if? They. So the last two people, in the Rumble. So you have Rock have his big entrance. Uh, let's say Cody Rhodes, you know, is in the Rumble, and it comes down to Cody and the Rock, okay? Which would be a really hot finish, right? Mm-hmm. What if they do the old Royal Rumble '94 uh, thing where they both drop down, right? So now, what if they both challenge Roman Reigns, and it was Night One's one of the championships, Night Two's the other championship? And they're both challenging Roman Reigns for each of the two championships. And that's how, and Roman loses one of them. And that's how they split the titles again. I don't know. I'll be 100% honest with you. I don't think they should split the titles. I don't think they should. Well, I I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings on that. But 
I think they are going to because I think that that's what USA is pushing for, that they want their own championship. Um, they they have it. It's the uh, what's runs over the US title. They have the US title. Yeah, I think. I I don't think that that's good enough for them. Um, but they they're not on the Austin Theory train. They're not on the A train. Definitely not with Austin Theory. It's like imagine that. It's like oh, SmackDown. <laughs> Fox has Roman and we get Austin Theory. It's gosh, that that's like getting the ugly chick, you know, when the other one's got the the cheerleader. I mean, I'm just I'm probably going to get hate mail for that. Um but <laughs> there's 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 some fat chick listening to this that's that's very upset at me right now. Um but uh I'm going to get canceled. I should shut up. <laughs> um I I don't know if they will or not, but I think I think they're going to. Okay. That just contradicted myself, but Oh yeah, right. I don't know if they should or not, but I think they're going to. And that would make for an awesome WrestleMania, if you think about it. Um, you know, Roman defending on night one and night two, it almost writes itself if <laughs> if we're gonna do that. Um, because think about it, Cody deserves a championship match. And if the if they really want Roman and The Rock, clearly that has to be a championship match. Or does it? But I mean, yeah, does it? Probably not. But Roman's not losing both belts before WrestleMania, and so that's not going to happen because that would be anticlimactic. But but that would be too very hot. I mean, they'd sell they'd sell a hundred thousand to each night. Uh, if they had both of those matches, because people would want to be at both night one and night two, it wouldn't be oh here's the, you know here's WrestleMania night one and it's basically a, a pre-show t- to night two. Um, I think that that would give a hook to both. You clearly think that it's not going to go in that direction. So what do you think nope. is going to happen at WrestleMania? What's headlining? Roman and Cody. Okay. I think Cody's running the Rumble, and it's Roman and Cody. Uh, that'll be the hottest thing. Um, I don't, like, as much as people have been pushing for The Rock and everything else, what does The Rock and Roman do? Draws 100,000 people. That's what it does. <laughs> I don't think so, especially right now with the heat The Rock has after the whole stuff with Black Adam. Uh, I think that's overrated. I think that's blown out of proportion. I don't think wrestling fans care. Well, it's probably true. But uh, I don't know. I, I think that's the thing, though. Like, if the, the, the blowout with Black Adam hadn't happened, and The Rock and Roman would have probably gotten 100,000 people uh, easily watching it just for that, because of the name of The Rock inside of Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. But now with all of the stuff, you lose out on a lot of those people who are watching from the Hollywood end of it for The Rock, where I think the bigger and better match is Cody and Roman. That's why I say, why not have both? I don't think that they will. I think they should. Well, let me phrase that. They very well might. They, it's highly likely, in fact, that they'll split the titles, but I don't think they should. Gotcha. So we're so. basically saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what I think they do, will do and what I think they should do are totally different. So, 
Okay. Okay. And if if there's only one, so if Roman faces Cody, then what main event's night one? What would you have as an alternate main event for night one? Um, I guess it, it it's hard to be or hard to say because we ha- we aren't close enough yet to really build a good story for it. That's post Rumble for really for there, but I don't know. There are options that we can do. I think one that could still be a strong story and may be strong enough to main event it is the unified tag titles going up, the Usos against Sammy and Kevin. Okay. So we both still think that's happening. I think so, yes. Okay. Um, And I think that is strong enough to main event night one. I like that match. I don't think it's main eventing night one. What if, so if, if there's only the one title match, I've still heard rumors that John Cena is going to be wrestling at WrestleMania Mm -hmm. and that there's a possibility of stone cold coming back for another match. Don't you think one of those could main event WrestleMania night one? Or theoretically, those two together maybe not cena and austin well, that would definitely if if cena's wrestling austin that could definitely main event night one yeah i could uh, see that I happening mean, that would be huge i still hear brock lesnar is going to fight gunther i think that that would be i don't think that'll main event no i don't think it'll main event but that'll be a hard-hitting match that was so yes. stiff. <laughs> <laughs> that's an understatement um Maybe Gunther will hit a shooting star breath. Oh, God, I hope he doesn't try for it. <laughs> and Brock better not. If he couldn't do it 20 right. years ago. God, has that really been 20 years ago? Almost. Yeah. Almost. That was at 20. 20 no, that was at 19. 20, yeah. So 29, 39. What WrestleMania is this? Uh, this will be 39. Oh, yeah. 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Dang. I can't believe it's been 20 years. Um, okay, so, and then, um, and do you think Austin's coming back for another match? I don't know. I I think it's up in the air, and I also think it involves a lot with what happens going into WrestleMania. I mean, we're only, what, three months away from WrestleMania? Yeah. But... There's a lot that could happen between now and then. If the WWE is trying to sell, right, they could sell by that point. So it's hard to say. And I can't imagine that Austin would come back for someone that's not a big man or Triple H. That's true. That's true. So that is hard to say. Um, I'm going to. And OK, so and then we've kind of already touched on the CM Punk thing. It's like, is he going to return and where? You don't think he will. Nope. I think 2023 does see CM Punk return. I just don't know where. I don't think he's staying away. So we'll revisit that later for sure. Right. Um, Another. Okay. So if WWE gets sold. Who buys it? Well, based off of a thing I was literally reading while we were just talking. 
It is a Saudi Arabian Saudi Arabian uh, conglomerate who apparently just bought it as of today. What? Uh, yes, uh, Wrestle Talk has just uh, posted about it. That WWE got uh, sold. Yeah, uh, it's uh, still rumored at the moment, but as of today, they got sold along with two more board of directors who stepped down as of today, um, along with Stephanie McMahon including uh, the one who headed the investigation against McMahon. Okay. I I did not hear that. Saw it. I, I heard that they were a possibility. It, it literally, I was reading it just now as we were talking. <laughs> Is this not a done deal? That's the rumor. I can't see that. I can't see that at all. There's, do you know the bad? And it's going private. Do you know the bad press that they would get if... Saudi Arabia was the owner. I mean, people don't even like that they're doing shows over there and they're going to own the company. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Sami Zayn won't even do the shows over there because of yeah. his background uh, of, of his heritage. Um, th I don't think he would leave. I think he would leave. I think so too. I think that he could easily go and uh, make money over an AEW yeah. um, based off of his thing. And I think it would work great for him. The women's division would go to crap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. What are they going to do? Like they bear, they don't have, they haven't built up that much goodwill to where they would have a women's division that would be worth a damn. Yeah. That would, that's the rumor. <clears throat> that would shock me. That would shock me. If that's not true, if it is just a rumor, um, I could see a television conglomerate, something with like Peacock and a couple others going into buying it. Um, I could see NBC buying it for sure. Yeah. I could see NBC buying it or Fox, right? Because they're on Smack. You know they. They have smack well. That, that's part of that conglomerate. Um, they've done in the past, like CW is owned by CBS right. and uh, Warner Brothers. So I could easily see, um, like, uh, is Disney on the TV? I can't remember if Fox is still its own separate thing for Warner Brothers think, and Disney yeah. just owns a bunch of the rights. But uh, I could totally see like NBC and like uh, Fox mm -hmm. going into it together or something like that. Some kind of conglomerate to own to buy it. And then that way they would have to pay for um, uh, the TV deals. Right. They would have to. Right, exactly. That would make the most sense. They would want to. I think that they mm -hmm. would bid for it for sure. Yeah. I think, can you imagine if Disney owned, if Disney bought WWE? Think about this. Can you imagine at Disneyland, there being WWE, you know, section of the park? Can you imagine that where there's WWE themed rides? And then think about this because, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you have like in in uh, like Avengers Campus, you have uh, people dressed up like Loki or Thor, right? It's not the actors mm -hmm. that played them, right? So can you imagine somebody just like like dressed up like Hulk Hogan or dressed up as Stone Cold Steve Austin, some bald guy in just a vest? Walking through the park is stone cold, you know. Although he wouldn't give he wouldn't give the middle fingers, but um, stunner for you, a stunner for you. <laughs> think of the merchandise they would sell there. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it'd be a huge money maker. Um, you know, the Stone Cold Coaster. Um, yeah. Um, I don't. I like. I don't know if they do it under the Disney brand though. Um, I mean, if they did it, I don't know. Star Wars is there. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's true, but uh, I don't know. The WWE is still slightly different, like than that, because like there's an aspect of fiction when it comes to Star Wars, let's less so in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I know it's funny to say stuff like that, but like this weekend, I just hit a guy in the head with a briefcase and busted him open a little bit. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that that stuff could happen on the regular in a wrestling promotion. My finger so, got bit and bled. That's true. Uh, Thanks cutting. <laughs> So there's these possibilities that could happen, and I don't know if the Disney is willing to take that on. That being said, they are doing more rated R stuff with like Deadpool yeah. and um, all the Netflix show uh, Marvel shows that came on Disney Plus. I'd be happy, honestly, if Disney owned it because that's one less streaming application. I need Get it all have. on Disney Plus. Put the network that's on right. Disney Plus. Yes. And and I don't know. I just I just want to see Mickey Mouse take a stunner. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, he wouldn't take a stunner. If someone's gonna take a stunner, it would be um, Daffy or Goofy. Mickey be the one giving the stunner. Well, you know they couldn't take it worse than Vince. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. even even uh, a Disney character could take it better than Vince McMahon did at WrestleMania. That also happened in twenty twenty two. Yes, it did. I, I like to forget <laughs> that. Um, it's overshadowed by everything else Vince did after that. All right. So, uh, what is our big return that we're expecting for 2023? And we'll end it with that. The big return? Yeah. I think Cody Rhodes is expected, so I don't think... I mean, he's going to return. I would think it would have to either be The Rock or or CM Punk. If they if those if those two happen, it'd have to be one of those. I would think. Can you think of anything that would be bigger than one of those two? Um not really, honestly. I, I think a big return that we could possibly see, depending on how things go. Is maybe having Daniel Bryan return to WWE this year? I don't see that. Um, I don't see it. Or possibly, uh, depending on, again how things go with AEW, having maybe Moxley return to WWE. Could you imagine how big that would be? He's under contract for several more years, though. So that doesn't mean a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, but Moxley seems like he, especially with Vince still kind of there or whatever. Is I don't I don't think that he would go back. You know. Such good shit. <laughs> I don't think so. But with that being said, I think I agree with you. I think that uh, that Punk, if he does go to WWE, will be about the biggest one that we would see. I can't think of anybody better, uh, bigger than that. That would be on the regular. Like, having Rock return for, like, a show, like the WrestleMania or something like that. It'd um, still be huge. Or even, it would be big, but it's not, like, that wouldn't be as big as something like Punk returning 
for like regular shows, well, like returning and doing regular. I stuff. think if Punk returned, no matter which promotion he went for, it would be such a huge reaction, and it would be it would be clearly one of the biggest news stories of 2023. I agree. Um, I'm so. trying to think if there's anybody else that's out there that would be a big return or a big debut. Um, MJF won't be a free agent until 2024, so that won't oh. be a thing. Uh, Colt Cabana. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, anybody else? Um, well, maybe, uh, Mercedes Monet to AEW. That would be interesting. Could happen that would very be soon. Definitely a big thing. So I guess we'll have to see how it goes. But all right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for a great 2022 as it's been, and hopefully the start of a great 2023. I know I'm excited for what Be Hero and the Bump Card have going for 2023. So let me know what you guys think. Let us know what you guys think by hitting us up on our social medias and let us know what you guys think will be the biggest return of 2023 to wrestling in general. You can hit up our social medias at Be Hero Media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Be Hero Media. You can also find me on everything. uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok as Mike Burke DCW as well as Psycho Wrestling on Facebook. Is there anything else, Psycho, before I forget? Uh, no, I think it's going to be an exciting year, not just for for the bigger promotions, but I think for, uh, for Devotion Championship Wrestling as well. I agree. Uh, which does bring me to the last point. Uh, we have our next big show. It is going to be a heart break showdown on february 13th so get ready for your uh, valentine's day weekend with a huge show we're going to have the return of rick Haka, as well as so many other great wrestlers there myself included uh so go ahead and get your tickets now uh you can go on to eventbrite and just find devotions page there or follow devotion on uh devotion championship wrestling on facebook or dcw salt lake city on twitter and I think that's about it. Guys, again, thank you for joining us once again. We are so happy to be back after our break. Uh, God willing, I will not have another fire in my home, so I won't have to take another break off for a while. Um, but until then, guys, this is all of B Hero saying thank you guys again for such a great year it's been. And this is us tapping out. Have a good night, guys.